0: You've tuned into I Work For Him, the voice of collaboration in the faith and work movement.
1: We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now.
0: You know, everybody's got a story, and our story is unique, and yours is as well. Today, we're going to jettison back to almost 17 years ago to the origins of I Work For Him, You see, in 2006 or before 2006, I was one of those people. I was a believer in Jesus who lived out my faith vibrantly on the weekends, but on Monday I switched it off and operated in business just like everybody else. I was one of those people who would embarrass Jesus with how I worked and how I behaved in the marketplace. I was one of those guys. But this is a story of how God took me from who I was to who he could use more effectively.
1: Martha, let's get started telling a little bit of our story. Sounds like a great idea, Jim.
0: You know, our story, our stories intersected when we were 13 years old.
1: They did. You know, it's pretty cool because God had an idea that we didn't have any idea of. And when we were 13 years old at a youth conference, we both committed our lives to full-time Christian ministry and did not know what that would really mean for the future. But, of course, we assumed it would mean some staff position in a church or a mission field. And we met three years later and discovered that we both had that same call on our lives.
0: It is pretty amazing when you think that God intersected our lives as 13-year-olds with that commitment to full-time Christian ministry. But honestly, back then and even today, when somebody commits themselves to full-time Christian ministry, where do you think they're going to go? Well, you naturally think that they're called to work in a church, maybe be a pastor of a church, or go be a foreign missionary somewhere. That's what we're talking about today, because that is not what it means it could mean that but for the most part ninety-nine and a half and percent of us that call to full-time ministry is right where you work all right so martha what's really cool is that we met we were in high school we did a lot of ministry together mm-hmm. and then we decided to
1: what uh get married, get, get married. <laughs> well we dated and then we got married yes, we um but we, we did we did and in that whole process jim we both felt very compelled to business. We both loved aspects of business. You know, I dreamt of working in a high rise at one point, wearing a navy blue suit every day, thinking that that was where God had me. And we always had this tension with our entrepreneurial bend and our, our desire to um, fix things and make, make things work and organize things and bring order into uh, chaos for people's businesses and things like that. Um, how did we do that and still live out this call that we felt that we had on, or we knew that we had that call on our lives, but we didn't understand how it would fit in with being entrepreneurs and running our own business. And and uh, that was a real struggle for us.
0: So when we got done with our degrees, uh, we got married, we got done with our degrees, yes, in that order. Then we bought our first house. And right after we bought our first house, I enrolled in seminary because I thought, well, the natural thing, if we're going to fulfill the call in our lives, to full-time Christian ministry, I need to go to seminary if I'm going to be a pastor. So I enrolled in seminary, and God sends the senior pastor of our church to me and says, Jim, I don't think you can handle having 400 bosses. I just don't see that your call is to pulpit ministry, ministry within the four walls of the church. You see, because pastors, everybody in the pews, they're the bosses of the pastor. And that was kind of entrepreneurial. That'd be a little rough. And so I unenrolled from seminary.
1: And you did that more than once on <laughs> different occasions where, you know, we thought, okay, maybe now it's time to be in seminary. And in the meantime, Jim, you know, the, we had business people around us that were basically giving us the example and even using words to say, you know, your role in the church is to be on a finance committee or to help raise money for the new building. But work and church are very separate. And that's how we, we were told to keep them and so you know we worked with the youth we volunteered in the church and music and i was the treasurer we did lots of different things like that but we didn't see that this entrepreneur this business the nine to five it wasn't really nine to five so i hate to call it that but that those working hours were not really ministry
0: it was sad and Mm -hmm. and and to have the mentors in our lives that we did, we just really were confused. And we constantly felt that tug, like, we just need to work really hard so we can support the ministry that we did do outside of our work and the church that we were a part of. But it was it was a frustration. And and really, what were you going to jump in? Well, I just want to say,
1: I bet you there's a lot of people listening right now that are, can relate to that, that they have have either grown up with this idea that there's a disconnect between Um, ministry and work and what they should do about that. You know, that, that tension that we were feeling when we weren't living out this calling that we felt like we had in our life, I would imagine that many of you have struggled with that as well. And that's why you're listening to this show, because you are wanting to find new ways to better connect, make that connection, and better understand God's idea of work.
0: Yeah, I got tired of living with the guilt. And I was constantly feeling guilty, like I had made this commitment to God as a 13-year-old to full-time Christian ministry, and I wasn't doing it. I was 33 years old, and I still wasn't doing this full-time ministry thing. And yet none of the pastors who had stopped me from going into seminary because I really wasn't called to being the pastor of a pulpit pastor or a church pastor, none of them had the language to say, Jim, you're really called to be in the marketplace. Martha, what's really cool is that we took time to share our stories, to write our stories down in a book. And we'd love for you, our audience, to to get a copy of those books. And we've tried to price them as as reasonable as possible. Martha, we've made it so that people can get PDF copies of our books really
1: easy. Yes. So you have several options. But if you go to our website, Iworkforhim.com, and go to the bookstore, you will see there an option to actually purchase the PDF download. So you can get the book today. You don't need to wait for anything to deliver to you. Um, if you do that, they're just $5. And if you select, we have three titles. I work for him, she works for him, and I retire for him. And if you choose two of the titles, you get the third one free automatically. So you don't have to make a choice. So for $10, you can get all three PDFs of the book for you to um, take yourself and to read and to hear more about the story, not because it's this great story, but because we see the story that God has written and like you said at the beginning of the show Jim everybody has a story. God is writing a story in each one of us and what we know to be true is what we do with that story and,
0: and we think our story is going to resonate with you and if you're like me and you like the smell of the ink you can buy hard copies too well on paper kind not the hard cover copies but you know paperbacks paperbacks there you go like the ones on the bookshelf on it right here in our YouTube video. Uh, Just, you can get that on our website as well.
1: And we'll put the link in our show notes. But also, Jim, if people want to be, you know, an audio version, what's really cool about our books, and then we'll get back to the story, is the fact that we had every author that helped contribute to our books read their own chapter. So when you get the audio version of the book, um, you will actually hear the voice of the person actually writing their story. And it just brings it to life and has so much interest. And um I you know I think sometimes I like listening to audiobooks but sometimes you when you hear the same voice for the whole time it can get a little
0: on and yes. on and on so and on.
1: there's no monotone imbo- involved in our audio 52
0: different voices in our audiobooks you can get them all online go to our website iworkforhim.com it's work the number 4 him.com you know Martha I-, I think what was amazing is that it at, at 33, we merged our insurance agency with another insurance agency in southwestern Minnesota, mm-hmm. which was the beginning of a process right after we'd gone through Crown Financial Ministries and we made a commitment to really making sure that our finances glorified God. That was the beginning of a process that God was really shifting our paradigm because right after that, the doctor told you, Hey, Martha's never going to be healthy living in the frozen tundra of Minnesota all the time. You guys need to get south, go to Florida, get near the Gulf Coast and that should solve most of Martha's health problems. And we're like, which it
1: did. I was going to say, oh. who
0: doesn't like a prescription to that Gulf Coast? <laughs> the <beach>. I mean, it's <laughs> a pretty good deal. So we moved to Florida. And at 37 years old, we moved to Florida, it took four years for that to accomplish. And then we were really in crisis because we had sold everything we had ever started. And okay, we thought, well, maybe this is a chance that we're going to be in full-time ministry. And I had a bucket list of things I was going to work on. And again, we were still a little confused by this whole deal. We moved into a great church, into a great small group, and we were still struggling with what is the call on our lives? But Martha found her sweet spot. What did you get to do?
1: I, for a decade, ran a Christian retail bookstore, and um, that was an amazing opportunity to see God's hand in people's lives each and every day, but yet as we were walking this journey, Jim, of You know, number one being in a new place, saying, Lord, how can you use us learning and I wanna steal the thunder because you know, you really had some eye-opening moments with don't steal it with new friends that we found in Florida.
0: That's right. And we did. We found we some great friends. So really the story of iWorkroom started in two thousand and six. I got a new job and I was driving ninety miles to work. And I'm a talk radio guy. I've been listening to talk radio all my life, and in the morning, you turn on the talk radio and you listen to the blabbing thoughts all the way there. And you know, it's mindless chatter, but it's sometimes fun and sometimes it's political, whatever it may be. I just made the commitment, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to listen to the radio on my commute to this new job i'm gonna I'm gonna learn to pray. I just want to learn to pray. There should be power in my prayer, I don't have really power power in my prayer. And so I just started praying. I made a commitment just to pray in the morning, uh, and I started just praying for my family and so my kids and my grandkids, which I, we've got a lot of them now. Back then, we did really just had a couple of grandkids. Now we have a whole passel of them. But I just started to pray. But then my good friend Bob sent me a devotional in 2006 called Today God is First by Oz Hillman. Still goes out today daily. Mm-hmm. TodayGodisFirst.com, I believe it is, by, by Oz Hillman. Martha, I'll have that link in the show notes as well. And that was the very first time that I heard that my work mattered to God that my workplace could in fact and is in fact my ministry place a mission field full of lost and hopeless people who need to meet jesus and that i was placed there so that those people can meet jesus i was 40 years old before anybody ever told me that is so ridiculous
1: well ridiculous but yet so great because it was it would finally happen and so when i was alluding to new friends Bob was one of those things. It was like, okay, the Lord had to maybe take us out of our comfort zone, take us to Florida, surround us with new people that we had to meet, new jobs, new opportunities. And then we got exposed to this new concept that isn't really new, but we didn't have this understanding that our work was our mission field, that the people around us are our neighbors, the people that we're with every day. You know, we always physically think of our neighbors in our neighborhood. But who, you know, that cubicle oh, next to people. you mm-hmm. is full of people that you're next to every day. That is a neighbor in your work. And we never really, we finally understood that and we saw that opportunity differently. And so what an amazing um, fresh start it was for us to look at the people that God put in our, um, uh, you know, we were authority over them. We had influence over them. We could now see them as a ministry.
0: Mm. It was really cool. And God kind of laid those steps up. So I, I, I started shifting my prayer time in the morning from not only just praying for my family, I started to pray for my bosses. And at that point, I had four of them, my bosses and their families, my coworkers and their families, my employees, after I got some employees and their families. I, I started to, to find out what did they specifically need me to pray for? I, it Just a whole process of how did I shift that paradigm in my mind to become a workplace believer that we call the I work for him nation. And we're going to talk about that in our next podcast, but Martha, maybe right now we should just tell people how they can see what that's all about.
1: Yeah. So we talked about our books and we wrote out the steps to the I work for him nation in there, but I will also put a link in the show notes for today about the I work for him nation. And it's not joining a group. It's not paying anything, but it's really making a commitment and saying, You know, Lord, I want to commit to these things, this new way of looking at my work. And we will talk through those steps in our next
0: show. It's almost like an awakening.
1: It really is. And saying, I am making a commitment. I'm covenanting with you. That's a big word, you know, to actually make a covenant to say, Lord, I want to be different and I want to commit to these items. But basically getting that, getting the mindset that every day when we go to work, Jim, it's a new opportunity to serve the Lord because we're the hands and feet. He created us to be really good at what we do. So why not give him the glory? Why not um, look at our work that way? And so you can check out more when you click on the link for the I Work For Him Nation. Um, And like we said, next week, we're going to talk about it in great detail. But what's amazing, and I want listeners to hear this, is the fact that like, Jim, when you started that new job and you felt convicted to pray in the morning and then God continued to open your eyes up to scripture that pertain to your work and all these things were changing in your life, you didn't know that this was going to be like a five-point covenant that people were going to you know, commit to. Yeah, exactly. You didn't know even that I work for him was going to exist someday. But now when we look back at it and we see how God was working in our lives, it's so amazing and I hope that each and every listener right now is looking at their own life and going, "Okay, I don't know where this is taking me, but God is walking me through some things. God is changing some things in you. And maybe it's something that we say, maybe it's something you're reading in your devotions in the morning, maybe it is a person that you've met that has, you know, asked you some hard questions. But it's all going somewhere. God does not give us those opportunities to to lay you know on feral ground they are to become fertile and it's exciting now i get, i can talk okay, about it right I, now I, okay. no, but i
0: think you should probably we need to finish tell the rest of our story go ahead. i mean here you got i mean you're getting yeah, very excited I our story but,
1: well I mean, <laughs> no it's good
0: all right well you just let me know if you're ready to go we, i'm ready okay right. i'm ready so but you may be asking okay that was 2006 but jim and martha you didn't launch i work Frame until 2013 what happened with those seven years well, it took a while to really understand this. And then once we really understood that both of our jobs, Martha's job inside of a church actually was a ministry, and that's a whole nother story. And my job in the marketplace as an insurance uh, risk manager, which is really what I was doing on an IT manager, those were more ministry places. It, it took a little while. And then the whole world fell apart with the Great Recession in 20, uh, 2008 and 2009. And in Florida, it was really rough for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And we started another job. We started some different things. And I just started to look at the behavior of other believers in the marketplace. And I, and sometimes I just want to wake up. I started to see them, probably how people used to see me. In it, and I'd say, please don't tell people you know Jesus mm-hmm. if you're going to act that way, mm-hmm. because that's not working. People are that. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but people look at Christians sideways out in in culture today because there's so much of our behavior that doesn't go along with who they expect Jesus to be. And that's who I was. And that's what I started to see. And a lot of that comes down to the fact that most of us haven't been discipled to recognize that our workplace really is supposed to be different, that our faith is supposed to impact every hour of our day. So we started working on this model. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I'll know you want me to move ahead with what we're doing here. When you give me a name for it, because I don't really know what you're doing, but I feel like you're churning something inside of me. And Martha, we were churned for years on this, didn't yeah, we? Yeah.
1: We really were. And I mean, that's just part of the journey. You know, it's part of the process of God growing you and starting to change your conversations, to change your heart, to change where you um, put your put your prayer life, all of those things. And then we just really felt like, they're God really opened the doors well, for us to start being able to share that.
0: So, November 20th, 2012, Martha's at work. It's a Wednesday night. I got the name. What you don't want to tell this part of the oh, story? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, that's the night I got the name. I worked for him. I'd written down 132 different names. None of them really, really mattered. <laughs> He's a listener. All, all of a sudden, I got I work for him. I work the number for him. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. And I so I bought the GoDaddy websites and free plug there. Uh, and and that was the beginning. And I said, Lord, okay, you give me the name. Now, what do you want? What do you want us to do with this? I, I, I could see that we're going to be doing some mentoring and discipling of people out there in the marketplace, but what is it? What is I work for him? 90 days later, I was speaking at an event right before we launched the Christian Chamber of Commerce in Tampa Bay, which still is in, in existence today, c3tb.org. And I was talking about five ways to incorporate your faith in your workplace. And that day, after I was done speaking, I sat down in the room next to the only person I didn't know. And she looks at me and she says, what?
1: She says, Jim, that needs to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. This whole idea of talking about your faith and your work needs to be on the radio. And I looked at her like she was psycho and had five
0: eyes on her head. Because I'd never, ever thought about being on the radio. I like being in front of people. But to make a long story short, as you know, we've not been on the radio and on podcast for a decade. In oh. fact,
1: what number is this show, Jim? This show of
0: I Work For Him is 1999. Yes. That's right. It's pretty amazing. The next one's 2000. So. Wait till you get to that one. It's really good.
1: <laughs> Big so, number.
0: So we just started talking about, we just started capturing the stories of people living out their faith at work and connecting them to resources that we've also found out there available to disciple workplace believers. And that's really what I Work For Him has become. We're a, we're a challenging resource out there. We want to challenge you to have your faith impact all of your life. And then we want to connect you to a ministry that can do that discipleship and drive you deeper in your, to your knees in your faith.
1: So I think it's crazy that, you know, as we talk about this story, how it's been over a couple of decades, actually, that God has been working truly in this conversation for most of our, since, since we were teenagers, this whole idea of ministry and what does that mean? And what's been awesome is that for 10 years, we've been hearing the stories of what God's doing in people's lives all around the world. So much cool stuff. And you have been walking on that journey, or you might be brand new to the podcast. Either way, you, every show, we desire and attempt to show you something that God is doing so that it can inspire you or challenge you or encourage you where you are in your work. And that is really what we're here all about. So as we are recording 1999, number 1999, Jim, it's amazing to look at why what...
0: Might we have a Prince song? Party <laughs> like it's 1999.
1: Hey, maybe that's why purple is one of our, oh, I work for him colors now. see the now. purple in the studio. <laughs> But, you know, let's talk about just briefly what's ahead, because uh, it's a great question. Each one of us probably asks that every no day. I mean, what's ahead? What? I mean, how do you know what's ahead?
0: We really don't. No, it's- we don't know what's ahead of us. I mean, you mean, like shows, you mean? Like where we're planning? Sure, where, oh, we're, where we oh, okay. think we're headed, as right. long as so, God is... So in- our, our goal this fall is to really bring you continued great stories of living out your of people living out their faith in their work, conversations about topics that you and I just can't wait to ha- hear about. And we're going to tie everything we do together each and every week. So our blogs that we release on Friday are going to tie to the podcast that releases on Wednesday. It's, it's going to tie to the five one-minute radio programs that we do. And everything we do is going to be about a certain topic for 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 a week. Like our next podcast is all about the I Work For Him Nation. What are those five steps to shift your paradigm into a workplace, a place of ministry? You're, in fact, your mission field.
1: Because we know that repetition is the key to learning. So, you know, one of the things- So we're going to
0: repeat it often. We're
1: going to repeat it often. But then again, we're going to say it again. And then- Repeat Maybe recap it and say it again. So when we hear a great story of what God's doing in somebody's life, you know, and there's lessons to be learned if we if we hear them in different ways and and different sound bites it just helps all of us in that process so we hope that you'll go along with us on the journey make sure to subscribe to the I work for him power thought which is released every day on radio stations across the country and how are they but prescribed? Can, how do they prescribe? well they on all the podcast platforms you can find the I work okay, for him power thought as well as the I work for him podcast so two different streams that are out there
0: and on the podcast you're looking for the The picture that has us celebrating 10 years. 10-year anniversary.
1: But Martha, we're also on lots of different
0: social media.
1: Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So, And we're attempting to get on some newer ones. So be looking for us. If you have a favorite, whether you're using Rumble or um, True Social, those are...
0: Or Telegram.
1: Telegram. These are things we're all learning. Um, We just want to make sure that you are... It's in a space where you are going to get your information. So let us know what that is. So... If you have any um, comments and you don't see us somewhere, you can just email me at martha at iworkforhim.com.
0: That's martha at iwork, the number four, him.com. In addition to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, we're, we're out there in a lot of different places. And really, if you've got some time, watch it on YouTube, watch our podcast on YouTube, and then you can see us interacting with each other because it's, it's kind of funny. I don't know if you, I mean, people that know us think sometimes it's funny. You should see the things that Martha does not mean in the studio. <laughs> oh, but if you're just listening to the podcast, you don't know. know. Martha, I would love to be able to give a, our story away to somebody. Okay.
1: All righty. So um, if you are listening and you are interested in getting a copy of our book, I Work For Him, let me have you email me at Martha at IWorkForHim.com. So send me an email. Tell me you're interested in a copy of the book. And then we will um, we will give that away. On the next recording that we do, Jim. So what let's do, do that. Well, we'll announce it on the podcast. Okay.
0: All right. So her email address isn't at Martha at I work for Sorry. Her email address is
1: Martha at
0: IWorkForhim.com.
1: We'll have that in the show notes as All well.
0: Right. So check us out online, I work the number for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Rumble, true social, telegram. Just search for IWorkForhim. Jim, happy nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. I can't say to breathe that. You've been listening to the I Work for Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace is our mission field, but ultimately I I work work for him.
1: Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field, but for most of us it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work live volunteer and invest that is your mission field to learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement check out our books i work for him she works for him and i retire for him by going to iworkforhim.com bookstore
0: thanks for listening to the i work for him podcast with your host jim and martha brangenberg please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work to join the i work for him nation or subscribe to our weekly blog you can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online at IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number
1: four, him.com.